So tonight we come to uh, this matter. Uh, it's uh, on the back of your song sheet. If you turn the sheet, we have a lesson or an, uh, an outline to the tonight's uh, fellowship. And um, the title of this uh, lesson or message is The Assurance and Security of Salvation. So last week we saw something uh, regarding the mingled spirit. And we, said, we saw that God is spirit. Man has a spirit, right? And that regeneration, what happened? The two spirits become what? One mingled spirit. And because we have a mingled spirit, we can then live and walk according to this mingled spirit, right? So, as we're living and walking according to this mingled spirit, if uh, you recently received the Lord Jesus... Or maybe you are caring for someone that recently received the Lord Jesus. Uh, sooner or later, uh, doubts or questions may arise whether you truly are saved. So tonight's message, we hope that we would have the assurance and security of our salvation as a solid foundation for our spiritual growth. I'd like to repeat something here, what I just said. The assurance and security of salvation is the foundation for our spiritual growth. If a believer does not have the assurance and security of his salvation, it will be very difficult for him to make any spiritual progress. So I think it's safe to assume that most of us here are saved. Maybe there's a few that are not saved and they need to receive the Lord. Maybe there are some that are saved, and you might say, well, I already have the assurance and security of my salvation. But I'd like to kind of hopefully uh, help us to be equipped tonight. Uh, maybe you know someone that recently just got saved, and they need help in realizing that their salvation is something sure and secure. And so I'd like to pose two questions and can you put them there, Chessa, please? Question number one has to do with the assurance, and question number two has to do with security. And these two questions are basically also two scenarios. Maybe we can read all together uh, question number one. You just pray with your friend to be saved. What verses from the Bible would you use to help your friend know assurance of salvation? So this... Uh, I hope that tonight, uh, as I'm fellowshipping through this outline, we would be equipped so that you may help your newly saved friend be sure or be assured that they are saved, right? But we need to be even more specific. We need to know where in the, where in the Bible can I show my friend, okay? Question number two, how about we read it all together? So this question, again, it's a scenario, it's a question, but it's also a scenario that can happen. And I can attest to that. Growing up in a Christian home, I had uh, this situation happen to me many times. 
And let me tell you, many times I thought I had lost my salvation. So I hope that um, uh, tonight's fellowship, we will get some help, we will be equipped, and uh, so that you may also help another person or another believer uh, know the assurance and security of their salvation. So how about together we um, read um, the verse under the assurance and security of salvation. Ready? Go. I'd like, amen. I'd like for you to uh, circle, you may know. You may know. It doesn't say that you may think or that you may hope, but that you may know. So we may know from the scriptures that we are saved. Okay, so in this next point, number one, the assurance of salvation, we have three aspects of this assurance of our salvation. And one is the outward proof, which is God's word. Letter B, it is the inward proof, that is God's spirit. And letter C, it is the, it, would, I can, uh, it could be like the proof of the experience of love, and that, of life, and that is a love for the brethren, or for the brothers and sisters. So, how about we read together letter A and then the verse together? It's the same verse, but I like to read it again. Ready? Go. Amen. Now, under this verse, I told you that you can, uh, in, when we read it earlier, I know, so that you may know. But now I want you to uh, circle, I have written these things. So just by the fact that I have written these things, what does it refer to? It refers to the things that are written in the Bible. Okay? So what does God say about salvation, which is something that's written in the Bible, right? Well, we know that salvation is uh, a matter of Jesus Christ. It has to do everything with Jesus Christ, right? John 3, 16. Also, we know that uh, Romans 10, 9 through 13 says that whoever, what? Believes that Jesus Christ has been risen from the dead, confesses with their mouth, that, uh, with his mouth that Jesus is Lord, and calls upon the name of the Lord, it says that shall be saved, Right? Have you done this? How about we say, how about we not or say yes? Yes. How about your newly saved friend? Have they done this? Yes. Okay. You know what this tells us? That this matter is not a matter of feeling, but it's a matter of fact because it is written in the Bible. So again, the assurance of salvation the first proof is that we have the word of God outside of us telling us that our salvation is assured, right? Um, I remember this morning, uh, I led my niece to receive the Lord. And I had her read these verses that I just shared with you, Romans uh, chapter 10. And it was just so sweet. I just let the word speak to her. 
And when she read it, she just said, Uncle Isai, I want to receive the Lord. And she received the Lord. Well, you know what? Praise the Lord. Now she just needs to have the assurance and security of her salvation that she can never lose it, right? Uh, how about we read now uh, letter B together and the verse also. Ready? Go. Hallelujah. So not only do we have God's word outside of us telling us that we are saved, we also have a witness inside of us telling us the very same thing. It says here that the Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. So you can, uh, if you want to circle, it's just that whole phrase, the Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit. And then you can also circle that we are uh, circled the children of God. So this is the inward proof that we are a child of God, that we are saved. You know, sometimes after we have received the Lord, you may not feel that you're saved. So I'd like to share with you a little experiment. If you doubt or you feel like you are questioning whether you actually have received the Lord, try doing this. Try telling yourself, I am not a child of God. You might be able to say it with your words, using your mouth, but if you check deep down within you, there is a witness that is saying, no, you are a child of God. If you don't believe me, just try that experiment. Or you can help your friend try that experiment, right? So, you know, um, how about we read the next point, the third aspect of the assurance of our salvation. Ready? Go. By our love for the brothers among us. And also the verse. Hallelujah. We love the brothers. Right? So after a person um, is saved, we have this, again, this experience of a certain kind of love for the brothers. I remember when I got uh, saved and I came among the brethren, I remember uh, like a few weeks later, I invited a number of brothers and sisters to come to my place, and I made a big meal for everybody. Do you know why I did that? Because deep within me, I had this feeling, I just love the brothers and sisters. You know what? There's something within us that when we see another believer, and this has happened. You go to Whole Foods or to Central Market and you see some believers opening their Bible and their fellowship. It's like you just gravitate like, oh, I want to be part of that. <laughs> you know why? Because there's a love within us. It's not like the cheap, cheap love of the world. It, this love is something just divine, and it seeks a fellowship about Christ. There's a desire to be built up with other believers. And that inward proof, or that proof right there, just shows that, again, we are saved. There is an assurance of our salvation just by that experience, right? And so this is the clear sign that a person truly is saved. 
How about um, before we go into the next point? So here in this number one, as we were looking at the assurance of salvation, is by has three aspects. How about we kind of just review it really briefly all together? Read just the letter A, B, and C. Ready? By the word of God outside of us, by the spirit of God inside of us, by our love the brethren. Praise the Lord. And now we're going to move on now to the security of our salvation. And so now you may ask, so what is the difference between the assurance and the security? Is there a question? Maybe you have this question. Okay. Let me um, illustrate it in this way. Um, so after a Christian has received the assurance of his salvation, he may consider, well, I know that I am saved today, but how do I know that I will be saved tomorrow? Is it possible for me to lose my salvation? Right? For such a one, it is no longer a question of assurance, but one of security. And to illustrate this difference, I'd like to use, let's say that there is a man. How about, can I uh, uh, borrow you for a second, Andrew? Let's say that this man has a million dollars. Since he has a million dollars, surely uh, he does not want to walk around with a million dollars because he's going to get robbed, right? So he goes to the bank and he puts his money in the bank. Let's say this is the bank. Obviously, it's secure. It's locked, right? You can't. Anyway, pretend it's not there, right? Okay. However, let's say he knows that he has a million dollars because he knows that it's in the bank. But what if the bank leaves its vault open? And it's susceptible to being stolen. So does he have the he may have the assurance that he has a million dollars, but now he has a a, a question or a fear of of security. He's not sure whether tomorrow he's going to have those one million dollars there. Okay, so thank you, Andrew. What this shows is that our salvation is not like that. I want to make that clear. Our salvation is not like that, unsecured. Our salvation is secure. And so this is a wonderful fact, brothers and sisters, that our salvation in Christ is irreversible. And so I hope that these next three points, you will be impressed that our salvation in Christ is irreversible. So how about we read... um, Letter A and the verse together. Ready? Go. Amen. So you can circle received him. He gave the authority and then become children of God. So we have to see that when we were saved, we didn't just receive something. Rather, we became something. And what did we become? We became children of God, born of his life. 
Just like a father, I have three children. I just bought them some Legos. And if they misbehave, I may be able to take those Legos back. <laughs> right? That's one thing. But I can never take their human life back. Once they're born, they're born. Good or bad. They are my children. So in the same way, you know what? We are God's children. We may have many sins, maybe many weaknesses, or we know of other believers, newly saved persons that have sins or problem with sins or are weak in the faith. But you always have to help them realize that their salvation is secure. Right? Because of our divine birth. Once you're born of the divine life, you cannot be unborn. Just like my son, because he has my life, he cannot be unborn. I cannot go back into time and put him back. (laughs) (laughs) He is my child until I go to be with the Lord. So, that's the first uh, aspect of the security of salvation. Letter B, together, and the verse, by the power of God. So the second aspect for the security of salvation is the power of God. So God is unwilling to allow anything or anyone to snatch them from him. Right? If you notice in this verse, in verse 28, I give them eternal life. You can underline that. And then you can underline, no one shall snatch them out of my hand. Do you know whose hand this is? Jesus. But then the Lord Jesus says in verse 29, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of who? So praise the Lord. We have two hands. The Lord Jesus' hand and the Father's hand. And these two hands are strong. And guess what? No one will ever snatch us away. Why? Because we have received their life. Right? So, you know, we may try to run away from the Lord, but nothing is more powerful than the Lord himself. Not even Satan and not even us. So praise the Lord for the power of God, right? How about letter C together and the two verses there. Ready? Go. Amen. Praise the Lord for God's irrevocable calling. You know, God's uh, salvation is secured by His irrevocable calling, which is based on His selection. So, if we, it, it was not we who selected Him, but it was Him who selected us. So the Scripture tells us that in eternity past, God foreknew us, and because He foreknew us, He chose us 
or selected us, and because he chose us or selected us, he predestinated us. That's an eternity past. But in time, guess what? He called us, and what did we do? We responded to his calling. And when we responded to his calling by believing into Christ, that became the irrevocable calling. Wonderful, right? So we have to see that God's calling was initiated by God and not by us. And that's why our salvation is secure. So that's pretty much all I have tonight. But at this moment, I would like to, uh, again, just review briefly this last, the second point together. How about we read uh, letter A, B, and C? The security of salvation is by divine birth, by the power of God, and by God's irrevocable call. So at this moment, we'd like to now pair up in partners, and we'd like to practice, okay? You can pose a scenario between each other, or probably the first or best thing to do is try to uh, just kind of read through the outline and get it into you and practice speaking it to your partner and vice versa, okay? So how about we take about uh, five or 10 minutes to do this? How about you partner up with, with two, just two people, right? Not in a group, but two people and practice, okay?